Welcome to episode 85 of the Family Answer Man podcast. Today we're talking about the dangers of anger in a relationship from a biblical worldview on the Family Answer Man podcast. I'm your host, David Orgis, and I'm here with Dr. Mark Crosby. He is a pastor, educator, marriage and family therapist, and our resident expert here on the Family Answer Man podcast, where we tackle tough questions that families face, and we discuss solutions that really do work. This podcast is not a therapy session, and we're not able to give specific advice to your situations, but we do believe that mental and spiritual health are very serious issues, and that family dynamics can be and often are very complicated. So for in-depth answers to your questions, we encourage you to seek professional counsel for your unique circumstances. Now, uh, if you would, just take a second right now to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that notification bell. You will never miss an episode of The Family Answer Man. And if you're listening via podcast, take a moment to follow, to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. It really helps us out a lot, and we greatly appreciate that. Uh, if our content has helped you at all, please share The Family Answer Man with your family and your friends so they can join you on this journey of having happier, healthier, stronger families. Dr. Mark, it's good to be here with you today. Yes. Uh, we have a, another good topic on uh, episode 85 of mm-hmm. the uh, this show, The Family Answer Man. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, a, it's a, uh, I think, a topic that at some point uh, in time, every family is going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of, of the dangers of anger in a relationship. Right. Um, with that being the case and it being so universal, uh, do you feel like this is one of the most dangerous things that uh, people face in a relationship? I think anger, as we are about to unpack here in a moment, is a natural emotion, of course, and we all get angry. And, um, you know, so anger in and of itself is not sinful. Mm. I mean, Jesus yep. got angry. He had a righteous indignation and anger. Uh, we see that played out when he goes into the temple and he drives the money changers out. And so we see these examples, if you will, uh, of anger. So anger is an emotion that, again, we all possess. Uh, and there's certain things that should make us angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, injustice of, and makes us angry. And seeing someone being abused or abandoned or neglected right. makes us angry. And so there's certain, certain things that should make us angry. Uh, it is an emotion. The problem with anger is that when it is not processed correctly, when it's not, uh, again, uh, released in a healthy manner, and when it begins to take over the heart and mind of a person, uh, then you begin to see that anger is now a problem. And when it is chronic, there's such a thing as chronic anger. When you see this chronic anger you know, in the family, in the home, that never goes away, and the kids just, you know, are just concerned that mom's always angry or dad's always angry or they're frightened that dad's going to come home angry or mom's going to come home angry Mm -hmm. and there's this sense of fear and this Mm -hmm. sense of trepidation if you will uh that everyone is angry and everybody's got to be careful and cautious Mm -hmm. and you're walking on eggshells you hear you know those remarks being made and that's when anger becomes toxic and that's when we have to be very, very careful as to what to do uh, and how to uh, overcome the anger that is beginning to break down the home. Okay. Well, that is a great uh, setup for our question for today. And if you have uh, a question that you want to ask, you can email us, familyanswerman at liveoak.church. That's familyanswerman at liveoak.church. Uh, we love to answer uh, your questions for you. Uh, and the question that we have for today is, says, uh, my husband seems to be angry all the time. There we go. 
when he talks to us, he seems angry and frustrated. He says he's not angry, but all of us are walking on eggshells. This can't be normal. What can be done? So outside of the fact that he might be from the north and you're from the south, right? <laughs> which I don't think is the basis of this question, right. what can be done? So anger, again, as we said earlier, is an emotion, and we all get angry. You know, everybody gets angry. You get angry at yourself. You get angry with your spouse, your kids. You know, you get angry, you know, at politicians, whatever it may be. Uh, so anger is an emotion, but and it's an emotion that must be processed. So in other words, if it's not processed correctly, if you're not, you know, looking at why am I angry, what are you doing positive with your anger, um, your anger can easily, easily cause you to say things and do things you normally wouldn't say or do. They're often uh, egregious, sinful, destructive, right. what have you. Yeah. So it's an emotion, therefore, that must be uh, processed properly, and it's an emotion that must be expelled properly. Hmm. In, in other words, when you're anger, it creates this energy that has to be released. Okay. And so if it does not you know, if it's not released properly and if it doesn't, you know, have a proper place to, to be put, if you will, then it's going to cause all sorts of problems and mm. it can be, be very toxic to the person and very draining to the person. Because the, the point is this, anger that is not, uh, again, expelled properly will start to deplete the energy of all the other emotions in your life. Oh, wow. So anger that is not expelled properly will start to deplete the the emotion of happiness or the emotion of joy or the emotion of faithfulness or the emotion of loyalty or the emotion uh, of care or the emotion of sympathy or empathy or whatever it may be. And anger will start to drain all of these aspects and areas of our life because it is so toxic and requires so much energy. So if as long as it stays inside of you, it will start to deplete the emotions within you. And when those emotions are starting to be depleted, then what begins to happen is that's where, in many areas, depression becomes now reality. Uh, One of the basic uh, reasons for depression that has been given over the years, and there's many causes for depression. One of the basic causes for depression is anger turned inward. Mm. And what... What is being said here is that as long as this anger is in us and inside of us and it's not released properly, it will begin to drain the energy out of all the other areas and emotions of of our life. And this is why people say because of his anger, because he's always angry, you know, or because she's always angry, they're just a shell of a person. So this doesn't just affect the people around you. It affects the person that's holding it oh, in or not processing oh, oh, yeah. properly. Oh, yeah, because one of the basics of, of physiology or the basics of psychology is that what comes in us must come out of us. Mm. Yeah. Okay? And so uh, when anger comes in us and this anger is turned inward and we suppress this anger and all these things, then as long as we hold it inside, it, again, requires energy. And it's going to start taking you know, from these other areas of our life. Mm. Wow. Because anger is, again, uh, very toxic, uh, it is very consuming, and it will, again, start to deplete the rest of the emotion. Wow. So the, the question now is, you know, what can be done or ba- basically what some will ask, what are some of the common mistakes in managing our anger? Okay, that's a great place to start. What are some of the common mistakes in managing our anger? Number one, as we said before, by suppressing it. Again, eventually anger, if it's suppressed, will build up, build up, and erupt 
We've all seen this, right? Causing collateral damage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we've all seen the person uh, who just suppressed the anger. Maybe they were bullied or maybe they were being mocked, made fun of, and they suppressed the anger. They suppressed the anger. And then all of a sudden one day, you know, you read about this person, again, going into a mall or going into a school and doing all right. sorts of horrendous things. And so most of these people will argue that this is this anger they have suppressed for so long. And now it is erupting in such a way because all the other emotions have been depleted. Uh, now they're full of apathy. Now they don't care what they say or what they do or who they hurt. Uh, there's no sympathy there any longer. And so now all of this anger has been suppressed for weeks, months, maybe even years. And now it erupts, causing all sorts of collateral damage. So one of the common mistakes of managing our anger is suppressing it. And we've all heard people do that. You know, we all heard, well, yeah, old Billy Bob, he just holds it in. He just holds it all in. Well, Man. you know, God bless Billy Bob, but he's not doing himself any favors by holding that anger in, by mm. suppressing it, by not talking about it, by not dealing with it, et cetera. So the first thing that, again, I think the first mistake that we make is, you know, we try to suppress our anger uh, because for some reason we feel like, being angry or showing anger or, or admitting to our anger is somehow a weakness. And so we, quote unquote, suppress it. And, and again, I think all of us on some level at some point in time are guilty of that. Yeah. But if we don't release it in a proper way, it will build up and cause collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Number two, the second common mistake uh, made in, in with anger is isolating yourself. In other words, uh, you isolate yourself uh, and when you isolate yourself, the reality is you're still carrying your anger with you. Mm. Isolating yourself, you know, at least for the moment, may not cause as much collateral damage because you have isolated yourself. Some people say, well, I'm just going to go off into the mountains. I'm just going to go off into the you know, woods. I'm just going to whatever because everybody's wrong but me and everybody's done me wrong. Well, you're still carrying that anger with you, uh, which is very similar to our third uh, mistake, and that is running away. Uh, running away at the first sign of conflict, running away at the first uh, sign of, of anger. And many ask, well, so why do people, when they get angry or face conflict, why do they run? And I will argue this. For many, they were perhaps raised, uh, and you see this from kids who are raised in divorced homes. For many, um, any argument or any sense of anger is the first link of a chain that leads to the destruction of a home. Mm-hmm. And so, in other words, they see anger or they see conflict as this great monster that they must run away from. Because it was this great monster of anger or conflict that caused my home to fall apart when I was a kid. That caused my parents to walk away from one another when I was a kid. The only so, way to protect themselves is to get out of there. Right, right. And so, and so when they see that, so that when they see the anger, they see the conflict, hmm. they run because. This is their only way of of managing what they feel is happening in their own relationship or in their own home. So in other words, when you come out of a home where anger, uh, if you will, uh, was prevalent and where anger destroyed your home, uh, you fear anger and conflict. Yeah. And so you now become very fearful of of this emotion. Hmm. Uh, Fourthly, very similar, is conflict avoidance, uh, which leads to more toxic behavior. Because when you avoid conflict, and, and don't misunderstand me, I'm not saying that a person has to you know, get into a conflict 
at every situation, every, you know, disagreement or whatever. But mm-hmm. when you avoid conflict over and over and over again, then nothing gets resolved. Right. Then nothing mm-hmm. gets released. Mm-hmm. And then nothing gets right. And so for the pastors out there, there's your outline on dealing with conflict avoidance. Nothing gets resolved, (laughs) nothing gets released, and nothing gets right when, again, there is conflict avoidance. So what that simply does, as we said before, just leads to this ongoing toxic behavior. Uh, Not only that, but there are a lot of health problems that come out of holding, you know, anger inside. Uh, Most physicians will admit that um, gastrointestinal problems are often the result of Mm. suppressed anger. Um, Many cardiologists will, again, admit that some of the uh, some of their heart patients may be individuals who hold all this anger inside. Yeah. Uh, in other words, any stress-related condition uh, can cause problems, you know, to the body, whether it be the immune system, your heart, um, again, your uh, your gut, if you will. Uh, there's all sorts of things that your body takes on when you hold anger inside of you, and so. Um, not to mention the psychological problems, as we mentioned already, that when a person is angry and they hold that anger inside for a long period of time, it depletes, and we can't emphasize this enough, it depletes all the other emotions of their energy. And so when a person says, well, I just don't feel happy, I just don't feel glad, I just don't feel a connection, I just don't feel any sympathy, I just don't feel any empathy, I just don't feel you know, as if I care anymore. When you meet that person and you hear that testimony, what you're hearing is someone who has allowed anger to stay inside and begin to grow and grow and pull the energy out of all the other uh, emotions in that person's life. Yeah, it sounds like anger is the emotional vampire that sucks everything good out of uh, all your other emotions. It it is like taking air out of a balloon. Wow. You know, uh, you know, every child loves the nice big balloon, but you know, you, you, (laughs) you, uh, take the air out of that thing and it just shrivels up to nothing. And yeah. so it is with our, with our emotions. So the next question many ask is what to do, right? What, what to do. So, so when we're trying to deal with anger and we're not managing it well, and we all, you know, embrace it or all experience it, I should say, what, what, what do we do? Number one, don't deny your anger. Don't deny your anger. Uh, again, I hear men all the time say, I'm not angry. I'm just frustrated. I'm not angry. Well, that's anger. Right. Okay. Right, yeah. I'm not angry. I'm just, I'm just irritated. Mm-hmm. Well, that's anger. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm not angry. I'm just aggravated. That's anger. Okay. Right. And so don't deny your anger. And, and the reality is don't deny there are certain things that make you angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I can look at the same event. Um, I might get angry. You might not. The reason for that is I bring certain experiences that would trigger anger inside of me that you may not have right. or vice versa. Um, and so the thing is, is that we're all different when it comes to what triggers our anger, or what causes us to be angry. Um, and so, you know, I've had people just get so upset over, you know, what this politician says or what that media person you know, personality says. And they just get so upset and so angry. And I'm going Dude, chill. Okay. Right, right. But the thing is, that makes them angry. Yeah. And there's reasons. And if you heard their story, you'd say how valid. But on the flip yeah. side, there's certain things that make me angry. 
Right. That they look at me and go, why does that make you so angry? Right. Well, the thing is, is that we need to just be honest, which is our next one, about our anger. So number yeah. one, don't deny your anger. You get angry. I get angry. We get angry with ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things that makes me angry is I can't find something. Okay. <laughs> ask my wife. Ask my kids. They'll tell you when dad can't find his keys, <laughs> when dad can't find his wallet, when dad can't find his phone, you know, where's my wife? You know, she doesn't get angry. She's very systematic. You know, she figures it out. Where did I, where was I last? That kind of, kind of thing. But we all have this thing inside that causes us to be angry. So mm-hmm. number two, um, create an atmosphere of honesty. Uh, ask yourself what's going on inside of you. When you get angry, ask yourself the question, what's going on inside of you that's causing this anger, that's causing you to feel angry? Most of us can trace it back to our childhood, trace it, trace it back to our family of origin, trace it yeah. back to maybe a bad experience, trace it back to some hurt that we uh, experienced because of this situation. Uh, but again, don't deny your anger and create an atmosphere of honesty as to what's going on inside of you. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because if most people would say that they don't want to be lied to, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody right. wants everyone else to be honest with themselves, mm-hmm. but so many times we will lie to ourselves. Oh, of course. Yeah. And be okay with that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't create anything good. It doesn't no. create that atmosphere of honesty where we can deal with what is right. and move past things. Like you said, deal with them properly, uh, expel them properly, right. and get to a better place. So, again, yeah, that, that's very important. And even, even Jesus said, you know, don't deceive yourself. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, and so when you're angry, you know, just yeah. own it. Uh, don't deny it. Uh, try to figure out what's going on inside of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, thirdly, don't justify your sin because of anger. Mm-hmm. And in other words, so many times a person will say, well, the reason why I did that is because I was just angry. And so because I was angry, you know, that's why I did what I did. Right. You know, you may or, or you, I was so mad or. Yeah. yeah it usually doesn't start with I. It usually starts with you. You <laughs> you, you made me angry. Yes. You, yes. you made me angry. Yeah. The reason why I did this because of you, you made me angry. Don't justify your sin. Mm. Don't justify, you know, the fact that what anger that you have allowed anger to do. Uh, and sometimes, again, depending on who we are, depending on the circumstance, mm. depending on our temperament, uh, our anger can get a hold of us and cause us to say things and do things we normally wouldn't say or do. Uh, in many ways, hopefully causing us to uh, be very remorseful, uh, mm. you know, and so and, and hopefully repentant. But again, anger for some people when it takes over, it can be very, very toxic and devastating. Yeah. Fourthly, and this is a scripture that we all know, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Mm. Uh, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Does that mean that you can never go to sleep while you're still <laughs> upset? You know, some will argue yes. You know, some will argue, you know, resolve it before, you know, the next day, so to speak. Uh, and the reason for that is this, is that anger, if it's not managed well, will poison the love in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it poisons the love. It, it destroys the passion uh, in a relationship in many ways. Uh, it breaks that connection. Uh, when someone's angry with you or when you're angry with someone, um, and we all know this, it breaks that connection. You love your kids, but you're angry, and, 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 they're, and they're not feeling the love. You know, yeah. uh, you love your spouse, but you're angry. 
So, so as long as you're angry, uh, it poisons the love, it destroys the passion, it breaks the connection. And also sometimes it creates a really bad pattern of life. Mm. Um, you know, every time this happens, they get angry. Every time that happens, they get angry. And they get angry for days or whatever. And so, um, it, again, it creates this bad pattern. Uh, it energizes the... Um, just the, the, the violence, if you will, between between two people, uh, the volatility, so to speak. Uh, again, because anger is a consuming fire, it, it requires energy, and it will energize those things that are very toxic and very destructive. Uh, also, uh, as the Bible says, it gives the devil a, a foothold. Yeah. Uh, again, I will argue that the devil loves it when we get angry, and especially when we don't process our anger well. Right. Because he gets a foothold. And, and he puts thoughts into our hearts and minds that normally would not be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the thoughts, especially among couples, when you're angry with your spouse, is this. These are universal, by the way. Uh, number one, something's wrong with her. Mm. Something's wrong with him. Uh, something is so bad about them, I'm not sure if I want them. I, I'm not sure if I need them. Uh, or another thought is uh, when you're angry with your spouse and you give the devil an opportunity the thought will be, I married the wrong person. Oh, wow. I married the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So this is why, again, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your anger because it gives the devil a foothold. It creates a poison uh, within the relationship. Uh, it destroys the passion uh, that we once had. It breaks down the connection, creates a bad pattern, and it energizes uh, the volatility of, of the relationship. Uh, not mm-hmm. only that, so when you're dealing with anger, it's important that we confess it. Uh, I think we don't do enough of that. Right. Confession's um, not uh, a very popular thing. No, no, indeed. But the Word of God says, confess your sins one to the other. Mm. So there may be, may be a time where you need to say to your spouse, uh, maybe before, you know, uh, something gets out of hand or something's about to happen or, hey, we're about to enter into some really turbulent waters, just confess to her, look, if I start getting angry, here's what I need from you. Hmm. Uh, if I start you know, saying things, if I start getting my emotions or my anger starts to get the better of me, here's what we might want to think about. Here's what we may need to do. Um, bottom line, when people ask me about anger management, I, I get that question a lot. Uh, to me, and I'll try to use a, a very, very generic, benign, G-rated illustration, but if you feel a sneeze coming on, okay, okay. you will go and hopefully find a clinic. You will begin to cover up with your jacket right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Elbow, not the Elbow, hand. Elbow, <laughs> right. Um, you maybe excuse yourself from, you know, the crowd, whatever it may be, especially in this in this day and time. Uh, but you don't wait until you're about to just explode with a sneeze before you do something. When you feel it coming on, that is when you do something. Yeah. Okay. The same is true with anger. As you feel anger coming on, as you start to feel, you know, your body tensing up, as you start to feel, you know, your neck tighten, as you start to begin to 
feel some really strong words for this person or whatever it may be. <laughs> you know, as you start to feel it coming on, that's when you have to excuse yourself. Hmm. That's when you have to maybe leave the room. That's when you maybe have to go to the restroom. That's when you have to go eat some ice cream or whatever, take a walk, you know, do some deep uh, breathing exercises, uh, go and pray somewhere, uh, go write some things down, whatever it may be. But that's where you, again, as you feel the anger coming on, that's when you have to have the discipline and the maturity and hopefully the experience to say, I have to remove myself from this situation. Well, that's interesting too, because that takes a little bit of self-awareness of knowing mm-hmm. what your symptoms are. Do right. you get kind of shaky? Does right. your face get hot? Right. Like you said, do you, right. do you know I'm right. starting to calculate up these words? Right. What do you, what symptoms do you have before you explode right. in exactly. order to head those off? And so, and so again, and going back to this person's question, mm-hmm. uh, this person is basically, she's, he seems angry all the time. That means he is not processing it. Right. He is maybe even denying it. Uh, he says that he's not angry. Well, that's denial. Um, mm-hmm. But everybody else around him is walking on eggshells. And so, and so the point is this person is not managed or handled the anger properly. Uh, and maybe they haven't even confessed it. Mm-hmm. You know, so confessing your anger before it happens and definitely confessing your anger after it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, again, letting the kids know, letting your wife know, letting your spouse know, hey, I am so sorry this got out of hand. So in this case, uh, you have somebody asking, you have their spouse that's angry all the time. Mm-hmm. Anytime they bring it up, my assumption is that that spouse also then probably becomes defensive. How do you handle that? Yeah, yeah. So so when a spouse is defensive, you know, again, you don't confront them when they are in the height of their defensiveness. Okay. You confront them maybe when things have cooled off. You confront them when things maybe have cooled down. You confront them when maybe... And, and you don't confront them in a way that is uh, accusatory. Mm. You simply go back to what we said uh, in previous programs. You know, the Bible says a kind word, you know, turns away wrath. Yeah. And so maybe if you go to them in a very loving, humble, mm. gracious sort of way, hey, look, uh, I noticed you were angry. I noticed this really upset you. Uh, here's some, can we talk about, you know, what we can do next time so that the kids, you know, aren't, you know, so afraid right. or so that, you know, you don't break another lamp or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. And, you know, can we talk about how we can handle this? Uh, what I say in counseling sessions many times, especially for those people who were maybe athletes in high school or college, I said, what sometimes what we need to do is we need to review the film. Mm. Yeah. You know, <laughs> part of counseling is saying, OK, let's look at the film. Let's look at where we were. Let's look at what we did. Uh, and let's look at what we can do differently. Now, looking at the film is very you know, metaphorical, uh, but the reality is that we're kind of reviewing life. We are rewinding, if you will, the situation. What did we do that we could do differently next time? Hmm. And so, so when a person is dealing with anger, what can we do that we can do differently next time? And so because sometimes a wife or a husband may not know how to manage their spouse's anger and their spouse's emotions. Right. And, and so uh, so basically this leads to the seventh thing we, we can be talking about, and that is learning conflict resolution. Mm. In other words, confront with humility. Yeah. Uh, again, not when they're in their anger and all upset and I can't find my keys and they're just, you know, mm. throwing things around looking. But after they found their keys <laughs> and after they've calmed down, they then confront with a sense of mm. humility. Um and if you're the person who's angry, uh, then begin to listen 
non-defensively. Mm. Okay, well, my dad had the same kind of temper and, and I just take after him. Well, no, that's fine, but you know what? Mm. We ain't gonna be your dad, okay? <laughs> All right. That's a great point. We, yep. we, we need to be better than dad. Yeah. Um, forgive willingly, mm. you know? Seek forgiveness, give forgiveness, ask for forgiveness. You know, when you've allowed your anger to say something or do something that was destructive or uh, heartbreaking or uh, just uh, demoralizing to, to, to your kids or to your family. Uh, in other words, make the wrong right. Mm. Make the wrong right. Because, again, the Bible makes it real clear. Be angry, but sin not. Yeah. Yeah. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. Here, the Apostle Paul is breaking down how we can manage these, this thing called anger that wants to destroy our families, that wants to destroy our relationships, that wants to destroy our marriages, that wants to destroy our testimony. I mean, you know, how many times the pastor had road rage? For all the pastors who are listening out there. <laughs> that doesn't happen to pastors. <laughs> you know, all the pastors who had road rage and all of a sudden you, you say something or do something or or you or you act aggressively and then you pull into the church parking lot and the person's following you and it's, you know, Miss McGillicuddy uh -huh. from the finance uh -huh. committee, you know. And you go, Oh my goodness, what did I just do here? You know, you're embarrassed, you know, it's affected yeah. your testimony. Yeah. So the point I'm making or 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 that policeman who gave you a ticket and you realize later they have joined your church last Sunday, you know, and you said all kind of angry things. So my point is, is that it, it can, if it's not handled correctly, you know, harm your testimony. So again, confront with humility, uh, listen in a way that's non-defensive, forgive willingly, seek forgiveness and make the wrongs right. Well, there you have it from the family answer man himself. Uh, we are glad that you joined us today. And as always, uh, if you have uh, family and friends that would benefit from this, uh, definitely share uh, the family answer man with them. Our hope and our prayer is that uh, our time on the family answer man will encourage you and inspire you to make changes that will lead to stronger, healthier, happier families. 